0: Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on Core Temp Arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast?
1: Welcome to Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and we discover movies new and old. For this episode, we are doing an instant reaction to 2017's Justice League. Uh, this movie is directed by... Uh, Zack Snyder. Also, I think... Um, Joss Whedon had, had a little bit of uh, Hand in it too um, Because of uh, Something tragic uh, In Zack Snyder's family And you're starring people You got Ben Affleck As Batman Henry Cavill As Superman Amy Adams As Lois Lane Gal Gadot As Wonder Woman Ezra Miller As The Flash Jason Momoa As Aquaman Ray Fisher As Cyborg Jeremy Irons Alfred And a slew Of other um, Big names I just want to throw in J.K. Simmons As Commissioner Gordon And uh Ciaran Hines Hins for Steppenwolf he voices it he was also in Game of Thrones yeah. um But, you know, joining me on this instant review is my buddy, Phil. Say hey. Hey, Phil. All right. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, right now, the movie is going to start pretty shortly. And we we just wanted to kind of give our um, thoughts on expectations going into this movie. Now, if you're a first-time listener, I usually do uh, retro movie reviews. But once in a while, I'll do uh, new releases as well. So what I'll do is, um, you know, we're going to give our instant reactions, watch the movie, and then we'll come back and give our non-spoiler thoughts about the movie. Then I'll give you guys the opportunity to pause the episode if you have not yet seen the movie. That way you can go watch the movie, come back, and listen to what we have to say in the spoiler section. So Phil, uh, starting with you, I want to ask you, what is your expectation going into this movie? Um, It's weird. I I
0: don't really feel like they did a good job advertising or building up any kind of anticipation or suspense. I just know that my favorite childhood superhero movies tend to be Batman and I don't know to have my favorite superhero come out with a a movie this big and not to have any kind of anticipation or any kind of excitement kind of feels I don't know I just feel kind of flat I I haven't seen any advertisements or haven't seen any reviews and I don't know it just this day even kind of snuck up on me whereas with other movies I'm just counting down the days I can't wait till the movie comes out so uh, my
1: expectations are pretty low. This is a really interesting uh, situation just because um the DC side, they typically don't have very successful movies. Uh, the most successful is obviously Wonder Woman, uh, which is also one of my most downloaded episodes, um, and I think that movie uh, did very well in the box office. This one, I think there's a lot of uh, reservations from the, audi- from the viewers, I guess, because it is still directed by Zack Snyder, who kind of created this world. Um, he did give us Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, so that's you know that's pretty awesome. This movie, I don't know if you heard Phil, but um, uh, I think it was Warner Brothers, but somebody uh, asked Rotten Tomatoes to, to delay the uh, the Rotten Tomato score for this movie.
0: It, I totally would. Uh, it, it makes sense because like just being on the internet, it usually stuff like this will find its way of you know. Finding your screen, but I haven't seen any kind of reviews or scores or any kind of first looks at this movie, so it makes me a little nervous.
1: Yeah, it, it's um, I've seen very little, but I feel it's a little telling. You know, if they're asking rotten tomatoes to not release the scores, like, what are you hiding? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, what are you hiding? Uh, expectations for me, I'm hoping that uh, this is going to be uh, better than Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Um, it's I setting the bar pretty low though, don't we think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but still, you know, I mean, we don't have a lot to work with. With right now you know there's not a lot of the properties that uh, i really enjoy there's not much I, foreshadowing there i mean like i don't even
0: know who the bad guy is supposed to be in this and that's pretty sad for a movie of this scale to not really right kind of the groundwork
1: it, it is steppenwolf uh, i just mentioned that okay. uh and yeah in the trailers they don't show him at all. Uh, I think there might be some screenshots that have um, kind of been circulating in the interwebs. But for me, I just hope that this is going to be a fun movie. Like, I want this to be a, like, a a fun team-up movie. I don't want anybody to be salty at any moment. I don't want anyone to, you know, not want to get down with the team, you know, have that obstacle for them to kind of come back and work together against, you know, the or for the greater good, against evil or something like that, right? Like, just let's just get into it. You, you know, let's just jump in, recruit everybody, team up, ask this Justice League. And have a lot of fun and kick some ass. You know, I don't want them to meander around early on and have people be like, eh, you know, I, I don't know if I want to join this team. Let's just start with Batman recruiting, you know, Bruce Wayne. Uh, I, I hope that's where they start and not try to set up too much stuff. Like, I feel a lot of these characters, we've already seen them in pop culture. You know, there's a Flash TV show. Um, that's pretty much it. But, you know, everyone's already familiar with Batman and Superman. Uh, Wonder Woman, obviously, had already came out. Aquaman's really the the new thing. And Cyborg, I guess. But uh, Aquaman's got his movie coming out. But a lot of people already know Jason Momoa. So I feel um, almost everything he does is pretty good. So I'm, I'm excited to see him for sure. Uh, I hope the laughs aren't too cheap, you know. But it's, it is a comic book movie. I'm sure there's going to be some of those. I just want it to be fun. This isn't going to be critically acc- acclaimed, I'm pretty sure. But do you have any other thoughts before we go watch this movie?
0: I'm just hoping for a movie I could watch five years down the road when it's on cable and I don't flip the channel. It's like, oh, okay, just Leagues On. Let's just watch it, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Rewatchability is going to be a big factor on how I feel about this movie. Uh, I'm sure we'll kind of give our ratings and stuff like that. So uh, we will be right back. All right, that was short. Uh, So we are now back, and we uh, just watched the movie. So now we're going to get into some non-spoiler thoughts about the movie. Um, Phil I'll ask you first but uh, just your overall reaction to the movie what did you think did it uh, exceed expectation was it uh, underwhelming for you how did you feel about the movie
0: I didn't really think it did anything for me really uh, both positive or negative it doesn't really get me excited to go see a next one it doesn't really offend me to the point where I would tell people not to see it Um, I don't know to me it just felt like everyone it, it felt like a like a pro basketball or football exhibition all-star game where people were just getting together for no real purpose no real sense of urgency and I don't know it just didn't really feel like it it was it didn't really feel like there was any type of motivation to to like I don't know move move my emotions like emotionally I just felt flat the
1: entire time Did you think uh, the movie was fun at all? Like, what did you think about the action scenes and and uh, just the the Justice League being together?
0: I just thought it was weird for a movie where you're hiring such qualified actors and actresses to rely so much on CG and not really give them opportunities to act. Um, That's one thing I thought that. DC has an advantage over with the Marvel movies, would be like just the star power of the actors and actresses. And it's just weird how reliant they were on CG. <laughs> um, not even practical stunts in a way, you know, which is kind of disappointing right now. Um, I mean, the visuals were cool, but they're also not really memorable.
1: Yeah, I, th- I thought the movie was fun. It definitely had a lot of parts that I felt uh, uh, were a little boring. It's probably right about where I expected the movie to be. Honestly, uh, there were parts that I, I really did enjoy, and then there were parts that I was, um, I feared that would happen, or you know, like uh, there's some moments in there. Okay, so this movie, I feel that it kind of suffers from yet another weak villain. Uh, I feel the villain was underdeveloped, um, the, the, the writing, you know, about the villain and how they all come together. It's, I guess it's kind of what I expected, and I just hope that it wasn't going that way. But, I mean, this is kind of what you get when you have two characters, three, three characters, three of the character, four, I guess, if you want to count Ben Affleck's Batman None, none of them ha- had their own movie i guess bvs if you want to call that you know batman and superman's movie but um i feel this is uh this suffers from you know not uh not having seen them in anything previously whereas you know to kind of compare it to avengers a marvel property we've uh, we've seen all those all those characters as individual movies you know before we see them team up in avengers so this um I don't know. I One thing that was a surprise to me was uh, in the beginning of the movie, in the opening credits, we actually see that uh, the score was by Danny Elfman. So Danny Elfman returns after having composed... Um, you know uh batman uh, batman 89 and also batman returns and so you you get uh I, I think they actually play a little bit of the original batman theme and i kind of dig that there's a little bit of john williams superman theme in there as well so the music was really good uh, i i did like the action sequences um it's Zack snyder so you got to expect some cgi heavy cgi um and I don't think it's any secret. I think people knew that Superman was going to be in this. Obviously, I'm not going to get into much of that now. Uh, so I I was interested to see how they were going to, you know, incorporate his story. Um, so I'll just leave it at that because I don't want to spoil that. But if you if you thought that Superman was not going to be in this movie, then I'm not sure what to say about that really. So I hope hopefully nobody thinks that I'm spoiling. You know that part of the movie that uh, Superman does come back. It's really how they bring him back is, is the big question. So, um, Phil, do you have any last last thoughts before we get into spoilers? Yeah, I uh, I would say growing up watching
0: a ton of DC animated shows or playing a lot of the video games, comparing to Marvel, it's just the DC heroes have way more depth. The DC villains just have way more depth, and then in this movie, it seems like. This DC universe is playing catch up to Marvel, so they're taking away a lot of that depth and turning their characters really flat, just to rush through these stories or through through the progress of of creating this universe. And it and it just robs it just robs DC of what makes it special is that depth to me. You know the conflict, uh, you know the contrast between Bruce Wayne and and Batman is they're they're essentially two different characters. You know, and then here it's just. Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne doesn't even have like the flavor that he has in all the other movies. He just feels like a middle-class person that sometimes has money. <laughs> like he, he doesn't feel witty or confident or a leader or anything. So it it's just it's just not the Bruce Wayne I'm used to seeing, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's hard for me to kind of um, say whether I recommend the movie or not. I think people will make their own decisions. I, I don't think they're going to really, you know, take um, a lot of people's opinions and reviews Uh, i think eventually people will go out and watch this uh maybe i don't know maybe if they read enough reviews they'll make their own decision um i would say wait for it i I don't think there's any hurry to go out into the movie theaters to to watch it i did have fun i think there's going to be an audience out there that does love this movie um, I wouldn't be your mainstream audience, though. I I, I can't picture that being the mainstream audience, you know. No, but there was definitely a lot of chuckles um, in our crowd, you know. So I, I feel, you know, there's definitely going to be, um, you know, a uh, not a majority, but there's going to be a good amount of people that do really enjoy this movie. Um, so also, since we stayed to the very end, there is a uh, mid-credit scene, and then there's a. A scene at the very end as well. Uh, we will talk about that uh, a little bit uh, in the spoilers section. So, so let me see. You recommend the movie? Just not in the theater. I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah. Know. Okay. So, so there we go. Um, so at this point, if you have seen the movie, we will get into spoilers. If you have not yet, this is your chance to pause the episode, go watch the movie, come back and hear what we had to say. What's on your weird mind? I'm putting together a team. I'm in. You are. That was beautiful.
0: These things are gonna keep coming. You get technical. I'm on bug duty. Let's do it. Ride
1: right ain't over yet, my man. No! Justice League. Rated PG thirteen. All right, now we're back. So if you guys have listened this far, that means you've seen the movie or you don't care to be spoiled. Uh, Phil, what do you want to start with? Um, I'm
0: still processing. I I, I guess like the Flash, like it, his character was just kind of more about comedy relief. But it just seems like comparing him to I don't know, just comparing the superhero aspects of how they did two versions of Quicksilver. It just it. You know, they had similar powers and the sim- like, just similar ways of presenting them on screen, and it just fell flat compared to those two. Uh, you know, the Marvel version and then the X Men version of Quicksilver. It was, I think, it fell short between those two. And then, I don't know, the humor and then, like, the childish acts. I mean, like, the. I guess I guess like his uh, you know lighthearted comments kind of reminded me of the most recent version of Peter Parker in uh, in Spider Man Homecoming, but but even that it's just like his jokes just didn't flow as well or, or weren't as funny or wasn't as presented well. It, I don't know. It just felt it just felt out there. Just I, I just didn't really think that, that it really flowed all that well. And then in the end, I, I really don't know who. No one really took the lead in this movie. You know, like they all kind of had, you know, like. It, they kind of portrayed Batman as being the leader and then they kind of portrayed Wonder Woman as one, but I don't know. It just kind of suffered from not having a true alpha or someone to follow, you know?
1: You know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of okay with that because it is a team, you know, it's just as league. So they all kind of have their moments to shine really. But to kind of start with the, um, the flash, uh, Quicksilver from uh, X Men, you know, like uh, not first. Well, yeah, yeah, he was in First Class, right? First Class, and also Days of Future Past. Uh, that's a very good comparison because actually, d- throughout the movie, I had, I, I had, the, you know, um, I had those moments where it took me back to those movies, especially uh, anytime you know everything slowed down and we really get to see Flash react to certain things. It's very much so like Quicksilver from those movies. Um, he was funny, you know. I, I, I did fear that he was going to be overly f- funny, and yeah, I, I, I don't know if Joss Whedon and you know came in and amped up his you know his humor or anything like that. Some some of the parts were funny, but I, I felt some of it was also too much, and some was just kind of eye rolling.
0: Like um, they're trying too hard.
1: Yes, maybe just to kind of line up a little bit more. You know, like I feel, you know, like, hey, Avengers was very lighthearted and, and you know, warm and happy and funny. and uh, I, think, I think
0: they kind of forced it because a lot of people were complaining about Batman versus
1: Superman being
0: too serious the entire time. And so they wanted to lighten it up. But oh, yeah. By doing that, they still, I didn't really think they were, I didn't think they were really that effective in, in balancing the two. So.
1: Right, and you can. I don't know. I, I feel there's there's some some parts where I've, I feel like, oh, maybe this is you know Joss Whedon's addition here to to these movies, or to this movie, because you know Whedon did come in and kind of like uh, wrap up some uh, some filming or maybe shot some additional scenes. But there's some points where I'm just like, I think Joss Whedon added that. Like for example, uh, the, the the first time the Justice League fights against. Clark, you know, after being resurrected, and, you know, Batman's on the ground, and he's all like, oh, something's bleeding, or something like that, right? I, I, I feel that might be like a Joss Whedon that, thing. That
0: totally felt like it to me, too.
1: Yeah, I, I was like, that's totally Avengers, you know, that's that's what I felt.
0: Y- even when they were fighting, like, they all had their hands on Superman, and then the camera kind of panned around, that just kind of remem- reminded me of the first time you saw, like, that panning group action shot in the Avengers the first time, it just brought that sense of, like, oh, that's kind of cool, man.
1: Yeah, um, so in w- when we first got into our expectations, I mentioned how I hope that they do just go right into recruiting, which they kind of did. And well, also, what I feared was that, you know, we were going to have, you know, I, I, at the time, I, I feel like I said that, you know, there might be like a character who's not on board right away. You had Cyborg and. Aquaman, not on board right away. Aquaman just like, I, don't, I just don't want to die. You know, Superman died, uh, you know, working with you, Batman. And so, um, you know, I'm not down with this. The, what, what I did like was them revisiting the mascara, you know, uh, seeing all of that again. Um, I just feel like these three boxes, it's, it's very similar to like the Tesseract, you know, from Avengers
0: I mean, you're going to get that with any comic book, but like, they just there was just no emotional weight to it. It's like, all right, he just took he just took these three boxes with no real effort, and, and then you know, and it just didn't really feel like, oh, what's going to happen when he takes these three boxes? Like, it, it we never you, you never felt the pressure of what was going to happen, or you never really felt, ner- I mean, like the world was going to end. Like, there was no real danger element. After there's the no stakes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's no stakes. The, um, the big battle takes place in the middle of nowhere. You know, there, it, it's not in the middle of the city like in uh, Man of Steel, you know, when Superman was fighting against uh, General Zod. So there, there, there's... No stakes. Um, it's it's weak in that aspect, but I do like the flashback. You know, because you uh, you know in the credits we also see that Zeus and Ares was also in the flashbacks. I didn't catch that at first. I was just like, oh, hey, cool. You know, look at those people. But this being a Zack Snyder movie, I felt that there were definitely some nods to some of his previous work. You have Billy up in here. You know, who was also Dr. Manhattan in Watchmen. Uh, there was there was some dude who looked like King Leonidas from. 300 in in the flashback you know in that big big epic fight um what i felt was really hard to buy into was that big flashback you had all of these people versus um uh, steppenwolf right and it takes just these six superheroes to kind of defeat them i know they fight them twice but that's the other thing that um I did not like about the film is that because of what Steppenwolf is looking to do after Superman is resurrected, we have these scenes with Clark and Lois that kind of slow down the film for me. I feel you mentioned that, uh, I, I think this was actually before we started recording that you liked Superman in, in this one. I like Kal el in this one. I did not like anything Clark related.
0: I, th- you know, when, when you said that it, it, when, uh, Clark and, and Lois got together, it kind of slowed things down. It, it was a weird change of pace, but I also thought that kind of, like, humanized him in a way that wasn't really done in Man of Steel or Batman versus Superman. Just seeing Diane Lane as his mom, Martha Kent, you know, see him, it was like, oh, okay. Like, I felt more emotional when she when she got to see him, like, resurrected than when he died. Like, I remember when he died, and it just didn't really feel like, oh. It didn't really feel like anything. Um, and then And then you also mentioned... Um, that there was no stakes, and I, I just remember that was being that was one of the biggest premises of Batman versus Superman was all the you know repercussions of all the actions you know uh, of of the first Man of Steel movie and how how that impacted the rest of the world, so now you you kind of reverse things and go back to a world where there 's just no repercussions for any actions that are taken and I, just, I thought that just kind of defeated the whole. Premise of this series of movies, you know that that's kind of one area that Marvel falls short. There, there is no stakes really. So here is like it was kind of disappointing to see them go that route.
1: Yeah, another thing I didn't really care for was that um, that family, you know, that was kind of being attacked by, you know, those uh, flying vampires, I guess. I thought it was kind of cute that the little girl, she pulled out, like, a bug spray. You know, that was that was cute. But I, I can do without that family. Uh, I felt that was very unnecessary. Um, I find it interesting wh- how you feel about, like, the whole, um, you know, Di- Diane Lane's character and all of that. I felt that when... They, uh, after Clark was resurrected, and they're fighting, you know, over by his, you know, w- what used to be his statue at there, um, memorial. his memorial. Thank you. And they had a Martha moment here. It's when Lois Lane comes out. That's that, that was the Martha moment for me. I was I basically, you know, I kind of slapped my forehead. and was like you got to be kidding me. Like I found that kind of weak. You know, I, I felt like they, they were trying to maybe um, not tease us, but kind of like misdirect us and, and make us think that oh you know uh bruce is going to bring kryptonite or something like that but once lois was shown i just i was just like i i don't i don't want lois in this this is this is justice league this should be you know uh Kal-El and the Justice League group. I, I, I don't need Clark and Lois in this in this story.
0: I know what you mean, you're, yeah. and you're right. But like you know, Avengers did the same thing. They had that Colston guy dying too, so it doesn't really harm. Ah, he's the part
1: group. of Shield. That's that's but apples, does, but it doesn't oranges. harm the group.
0: But it, it humanizes the whole you know world,
1: right? I guess. But yeah, I, I, okay. I, I see the comparison. I guess. Yeah. We, we, but, but I mean, Lois didn't die or anything, no. and and we. we Nothing happened with her. She didn't get kidnapped or nothing like that. Again, like, while while her and Clark are rekindling back at the farm, what's going on with Steppenwolf? We don't know. And what's going on with Justice League? We kind of cut back and forth, and they're, like, in the Batcave and stuff like that. So um, what do you think about Aquaman? I thought he was kind of the bright spot of the movie. Uh, just his lines
0: were good. Like, his delivery was fine. I, I don't know. Just his character was cool. I
1: yeah. Know. Yeah, I, I loved him. Um, you, you get that little bit of the Samoan flavor from Jason Momoa. You know, like uh, during the fight scenes, you know, he does that uh, that battle cry that they do in the islands. Um, yeah, I, I liked a lot of his lines. And I kind of like that reveal where he was getting all soft and stuff. And we find that he got the lasso of truth wrapped around him, which I, I felt it was kind of insulting. Because it's like, oh, he he's got the lasso wrapped around him. How did that happen? You know, it, obviously they're tricking he us. On it. He was sitting on it. Oh, he was sitting. Okay, yeah. I thought it was actually wrapped around yeah. him. I didn't know he was sitting on it. Yeah,
0: but I, I mean, I I thought like, yeah, it was it was kind of funny though. Like he he showed a little bit of everything. He had a badassness. He had a vulnerability. He had he showed humor. He showed you know action. I, I thought he showed the most depth of all, you know all the main
1: characters in that movie. So. Um, back to kind of what I was saying about there's like nods to some of Zack Snyder's previous work. There's also nods to just previous properties. I mean, Alfred mentions exploding penguins, right? Uh, Batman Returns had uh, the Penguin. There was something in this movie that kind of made me think, oh, this has got to be like Zack Snyder's Bat nipples, right? Joe Schumacher had the Bat nipples. This one I felt showed us a lot of, a lot of um, Wonder Woman's rear end, you know, I, I feel like it, it showed a lot of her, like there was one I, I feel like they raised their skirt up a little bit more, you know. They,
0: they, they did that with uh, the Amazonians too, like instead of just wearing outfits, they were wearing more bikinis instead of kind of like their full armor too. I think that was one of the major complaints of having Zack Snyder direct versus Patty Jenkins is that her name? Yes. Doing, you know, just the one woman property, like how the like how the world looks from the perspective of a male versus, you know, perspective of females. female so.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, it, was it was more
0: gratuitous, you know, just sexual. Yes. Sexualized. It, it was. Way, she was way more sexualized in this movie than the entire three hours of, of One Woman. So.
1: Oh yeah, there's. um There was a scene, it, it, and it wasn't like. Clearly overt, but there was a, there was a point where I was like, oh, just there's some extra cleavage a little bit, you know. But I, I felt like at one point, you know, from behind her wearing in the Wonder Woman outfit, you know, I, I feel there was a there was a point where I saw like a butt cheek when she was walking. I'm just like, you got to be kidding me! Like they did they raise that? And um, I, I'm sure for the ladies, they probably liked Henry Cavill and Jason Momoa, top topless. But I felt they spent a lot of time without a shirt, you know. And you know, it, it's all fine and all, but I'm just all like, okay, that's hashtag Zack Snyder.
0: But that, but that's like the standard in all movies, the like over sexualizing like ex- over sexualizing women. But it it was just disappointing because in Wonder Woman they did like they paid so much emphasis on not doing that. Right. That it, it was sad to see them revert back. Yeah, you know. Whereas
1: you know Marvel been doing that with Black, Black Widow and all the other females, you know. I thought um, I thought they did a decent job in incorporating some things to let us know that, oh, like, oh, Wonder Woman just came out. So this dropped drop, like, the Steve Trevor uh, reference. That was kind of nice. And uh, there was something else that was mentioned. I, I didn't get to take notes in this movie because uh, we had somebody sitting next to us, and I didn't want them getting mad for me pulling out my phone. Um, so we went over Aquaman. Um, Wonder Woman, I did like uh, the bits with her. Um, I, I, I like that
0: opening scene. That opening scene I liked a lot, actually. It reminded me a lot of the entire Arkham series of video games. Um, mm. Just with Batman staying on top of the gargoy- gargoyles, swooping down, hiding in shadows, and doing his detective work. Like that just totally brought me back to those video games, which is, I don't know, my kind of definitive version of Batman is through those video games.
1: It reminded me of the bank scene in Dark Knight. Yeah. 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 So again, like you know, I I feel he was like I'm gonna take some pieces from some of the other stuff, just kind of throw it in here, and people are gonna be like, ah, aha, I like that. You know, what do you what do you think of how candid the characters were in protecting their secret identities? Because it just seemed like they just didn't really care. I mean, I mean, Did I, I that guess bother you? It didn't bother me. Uh, Avengers was kind of the same way, you know, yeah. like in the most recent Thor. He's walking around New York City, and people know who he is. Yeah. Um, this one, yeah, uh, yeah. Clark is resurrected, and and uh, Lois comes out and she calls him Clark in front of the cops and everything. And he's changing um, in the middle of the street at the end, you know. Well, yeah, I, I feel like that. I know. I, I kind of wonder, like, is he walking into, you know, the uh, an alleyway? Because what, at that point, what's the purpose of even dis- disguising yourself? You know, if you're yeah. just gonna um, take off your shirt like that. Um, so let's talk about the resurrection of Clark. What did you think about that? So one person we definitely have not talked about was Cyborg Uh, apparently he was built with like Kryptonian technology as well from his father you pointed out Joe Morton played Miles Dyson in Terminator and his son is very much the Terminator so uh, kudos to you on that Um, but because of his technology you know and these uh these mother boxes which wow can you be any you know lazy lazy you know in, in coming up with some kind of fancy name for it but that they they take him back to you know um you know his his ship right that that's where they did the whole man of steel and zod was brought back in batman versus superman so they take him back there to resurrect, um, yeah. to resurrect him, but it, it's been some time since he's died, right? So I guess maybe because he's still Kryptonian, his body doesn't decay? I don't understand, and it just didn't really, like, for that monumental of a thing, it just didn't really feel like
0: there was enough stake. I mean, it, there wasn't that much adversity even facing him to, to get there. They are like, all right, let's just dig up their body. Like, they had, uh, it had Cyborg and, and Flash just digging up his body, and then it just they just carried him there. There was nothing stopping him in between. It just felt cheap, you know?
1: I feel okay, okay. So I really like the, um, the 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 beginning scene with Batman as well. It also took me back to Batman eighty nine. You know, there's a guy on the roof that's stealing stuff, and he comes. And the only thing missing was I am, ba-, you know, I'm Batman. You know, so that's the only thing we're missing there. Very much like eighty nine Batman, and that's where we get the introduction of those flying vampires. And I though I like that scene. I feel that maybe. Batman should have already known about these creatures. Uh, what I'm getting at is I don't like how the thought of resurrecting Clark was an afterthought for them. Like, you know, they they have to go through all this before they decide we got to bring him back. I feel because he died, maybe Clark should have had his body in the Cave and just like, I'm gonna keep him here until we can figure something out. You know, he's Kryptonian, this, this can't be it, right? Like, I, I don't know, like, I felt like it could have been written a little bit better and introduced the body a little bit sooner, that way we can probably get Clark come in uh, a lot sooner as well, because I didn't look at my watch, but I feel like that was introduced probably almost halfway through the movie, and even then, in the third act, we got, we still didn't get a whole lot of Superman. We got more Clark, but the, the most of the Superman we get is the end battle, which I did quite enjoy. I don't, I don't really know. I I don't know. I just didn't... I, I the, the fight sequences were good. I just don't... The whole setup for that big fight was kind of... It didn't make any sense. And then to... I, I know they brought up, like, those creatures they uh, feed off of fear. And now Steppenwolf... Is scared because uh, oh, Superman is Kryptonian and he's a lot stronger, and he's because so Steppenwolf is becoming weak, and now so I guess he's scared, and that's how his minions turn on him. I found that very weak. I thought so too. It was just
0: a cheap way to go out. Like I was hoping for like a cooler team-up moment, you know, but we didn't get that.
1: Uh, what what else could you have used more of like I um, after watching the movie I kind of like you know kind of like Cyborg uh, he was underwritten but I found him serviceable I thought he was going to actually be kind of lame but um, I was watching the movie, I'm like, dude, this is like Black Kano from Mortal Kombat. You know, his eyes just reminded me of Kano.
0: It kind of reminded me of that, too. I I, I don't know, like, it's weird. I, I'm really big into wanting practical effects and practical action. And, and we got that with the opening scene. And then after that, it just went straight into CG. And, and, it, and it's weird, because when you watch Michael Bay's Transform movies, those are pretty much just 100% CG. Mm-hmm. But at least those action scenes are somewhat memorable for for being CG whereas this I don't remember anything and we just got done watching this movie 20 minutes ago and I I can't remember a single special moment in the action it's really bad
1: yeah the the other thing with Cyborg is um, I felt his character was just way too. He, he was just like a, like a plot device. He was just very convenient for for everything. But um, compared, if you compare him to the other plot device on the other side, uh,
0: Vision in, in Marvel, like what do you think? He com- he comes flat compared to him too, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about those end scenes? I thought they were more the highlights of the movie. You know, like it it kind of like brought it up half a notch for me, I would say.
1: Yeah, so obviously the first one was just, uh, you know, the, the, the race who who's the fastest man alive, you know, Flash and, uh, Superman. and Superman. I found it... Um, that humor was actually pretty good. It was better than the rest of the humor in the movie, I thought. I, it was okay. Honestly, yeah. I got really tired of uh, Flash not knowing his okay. sense of direction. I You know, I, I got it the first time, but I felt like they threw out that joke like a total of three times. So that was fine. Uh, obviously, we don't see the outcome. I'm pretty sure Superman wins. Um, But the end credit, we find out that Lex Luthor has escaped, it seems like some time ago, because he's already got a yacht, and he's reached out to Deathstroke, uh, uh, Slade Wilson. And so that's played by uh, Mr. Sofia Vergara, Joe Manganiello. I I, I can't say his name, but I, I already knew that he was casted, and Ben Affleck actually leaked like a footage because he was originally supposed to film The Batman I don't know the standalone movie right and I I don't know what's going on with that now but uh, Ben Affleck did leak some footage um on Twitter some time ago, and it showed Deathstroke, so we knew that he was going to be like a villain. So I feel, I, I don't, and I don't, I didn't do any research, but I, I, I guess this is supposed to lead into the Batman movie. Um, so we'll we'll definitely see. Um, no, Phil, I, I think you're not a comic book reader. I'm, I'm not either. I am a fan of these characters. I'm actually more of a DC guy than I am Marvel. I haven't read anything. I own Kingdom Come, and I, I love that graphic novel. That's a pretty good one. And infinite crisis infinity crisis like w- w- one of the infinite crisis yeah i think i own that one too um but those are those are pretty good i am looking forward to the aquaman movie we'll definitely uh oh and, you know let's talk about atlantis a little bit um so you know there was joking about like uh, him being able to to communicate with fishes so he that's debunked right so no he can't communicate with fishes um But what I do like is, like, well, how were they supposed to talk underwater? Well, they are able to kind of create, like, this orb around themselves and separate the water from themselves or something like that. It's kind of weird because they can still breathe underwater. Um, But what did you think about the whole Atlanta stuff? I I thought
0: it looked visually pretty cool. It, it, It definitely reminded me, like, aesthetically, it reminded me a lot of 300 and just the just that whole setting so I don't know visually the people I thought were cool the costumes looked cool
1: yeah for as little as uh, she did I thought Amber Heard was actually okay too yeah, yeah. Uh, any last thoughts of this movie? no it just didn't really do much for me <laughs> uh, out of 10 what would you give it? I, I know we're still processing the movie literally just got out of it um, what's, I, your, what's your scale of 1 to uh, 10 what's just, a 5? Let's, let's just go 1 to 10 But I mean, what would a 5 be? is that good or not? Uh, five is just... Uh, I guess that's an average movie. Yeah, It's right, a five for me, though. It's a five for you? Four, okay. Four or five, yeah. Oh. Okay. So uh, I'm going to probably lean like a six and a half. You know, I, I feel like I might have had more things that I liked than you did. Um, uh, again, yeah, I, I found a lot of things to like in here, but... Uh, just uh, the introduction of Lois that that's gonna what that's that's what calms Clark down from this brutal fight that he just had with everybody. I love that fight scene I thought it got ruined because of Lois uh, again that was the Martha scene that was
0: one of the better parts of the movie I thought actually too
1: yeah yeah I it thought it was anticlimactic climactic at the end yeah yeah, yeah it was uh, that that part was very well done until until like oh let's uh, he's gonna come to his senses now because Lois is there so I mean because they were playing up like Oh, you know, it might be like Pet Cemetery when he, when he awakes, you know, he might be off Not really, he just kind of forgot things, I guess And once he saw Lois, and because he loves her Everything's all fine and dandy, I guess um, Ben Affleck was okay I, I liked him more as Batman than I did Bruce Wayne uh, Alfred was pretty cool Alfred has some pretty good lines, too I like Batman more as Bat. I mean,
0: I like Ben Affleck more as Batman than Bruce Wayne. I thought his Bruce Wayne was really flat and felt too middle class. Mm -hmm. But in Batman versus Superman, I just thought he was just way more witty and smarter and just, I don't know, like it was cool how he used detective skills and gadgets and stuff. Here, you just don't really see any of that personality. I, I just don't really see what. He just didn't really seem like a leading man in this.
1: There, there was a couple points uh, throughout the movie where there, there there'll be like something that would happen, and then somebody will just have one line, you know, or, or whatever it is. I, I found those really annoying as well. Uh, the, the one that jumps to my head, for example, is like towards the end when they defeat Steppenwolf, we see Cyborg. He's just like booyah! Like, we're, I mean, that can mean anything for anybody, but I felt that was extremely random and uh, unnecessary. I don't know. I wonder if those are <laughs> part of the reshoots or something like that because it just felt so out of place. I, I guess it's just kind of like I feel like it's a more stand-up and cheer moment. But uh, adding that, it just kind of made me like, wait, we like. Uh, I, I feel maybe there's a deleted scene. Oh Which, by the way, this movie clocks in, you know, like right at two hours. You know, maybe an hour and fifty-nine minutes. But um, I feel like I thought I thought it was supposed to be a lot longer. So. We will see, you know, once it comes out to Blu-ray, perhaps, that it's going to be, you know, another 45 minutes and maybe uh, do another review on that uh, on an extended version. But um, I guess that's all I got. Uh, I know, Phil, I've already asked like three times, but uh, no other thoughts. No, I don't think that's it Okay, uh, well, so I want to thank everybody for uh, checking out this episode um, If you are a first-time listener, consider going back and checking out some of the other stuff uh, I've done Some of the more recent uh, do- releases that I've done um, Get Out was a, was a popular episode, Wonder Woman I mentioned um, And again, you know, I've done a lot of retro movie reviews So go back and uh, check out some of those um, but, uh, yeah, I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you guys want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram and or Instagram at Podstalgic. I also host another uh, show called We Got Five, which is a weekly top five list show. All of those can be found at cortenparts.com. So thank you for listening and talk to you later. Here comes-